The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com, the Isle of Man's main Net Zero progress website. Fast and I, good afternoon, 7 minutes past 12 midday on Man in Line. Remember to call 66 1368, text 166177, same WhatsApp number, and you can email studio at maxradio.com. Whatever's on your mind today. Well, that strike U turn has happened today. The Manx uh, National Farmers Union and UCIOM are combining to produce a series of courses. For farmers and workers within the agricultural sector, and if, if that's you, I just wonder what you think about it. A range of skills for this, so UCIOM and the, the farmers getting together. Uh, but in the meantime, anything else that's on your mind, by all means, get in touch, text, email, call, or WhatsApp. But uh, in the meantime, um, I've had a couple of messages in regarding uh, the TT shop on Duke Street in Douglas and the fact that it's emptying all the stock out of the uh, the TT shop. Well, um, as ever, Max Radio News right on the ball. Um, Rob Pritchard, our sports editor, is with us. Rob, what do you know about this? Well, there's limited information at this point, um, which I'll, I'll come to shortly as to the reasons behind that. But what Manx Radio understands at the moment is that there is a tender process ongoing for who will be supplying the TT merchandise going forward. Now, Manx Radio has spoken this morning to the Motorsport Merchandise Store on Duke Street, and they say that they have not decided to apply for that tender process for commercial reasons. They haven't elaborated on what those particular commercial reasons They're are. Not applying for the for the contract. They're not applying for the contract. No. So the tender process it is ongoing. So therefore, because the process is still in process, as it were, um, there, there are certain aspects that are confidential because no one wants to prejudice the actual right. tender process. There is a p- procedure that they have to go through. And which government department is involved in this? So we spoke this morning with the uh, Department for Enterprise Motorsport team. Now, again, very limited information at this point. They did say that there is tender process ongoing. The final information on that is hopefully going to uh, come through to us in the coming days and the question still remains of course that uh, with these stores in the likes of uh, Douglas and and beyond as well uh, what will happen with the actual physical premises yeah. themselves what will implications might this have for jobs again very limited information at this point because aspects of this tender process are still confidential right. but motorsport merchandise rent i mean dozens of those tent those uh, the, those uh, retail outlets at the back of the grandstand during TT, don't they? They do, yes, and they have, as we've mentioned just before, there uh, they have high street stores as well. Yeah, well, okay, and you got your eye on this. When do we expect anything uh, firm, any firm information, Rob? So, from what I've been told this morning, is that it could be in the next uh, two to three days. Uh, no confirmation on that as yet, because it depends on the tender process that's going on behind the scenes. But hopefully, not too long. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Rob Pritchard, our sports editor, right on the ball there. But the news is, and uh, motorsport merchandise have offered uh, certainly casual work to many, many people uh, serving. Um, uh, behind the grandstand and certainly in their shop but motorsport merchandise are not and have not applied for the contract to retail uh, TT merchandise this year all I'll point out to you is uh, TT is in, in four months time four months time and we don't, well, anyway we'll find out uh, text email call or whatsapp uh, Mike's with us now different subject hi Mike hi Andy okay what's on your mind this pamphlet that's going around, The Assisted Dying. Okay, yeah, go uh, on. Have you read it? Uh, I've, I, not personally, no, but we were talking about it this morning. Uh, this is a group which is campaigning to legalise assisted dying. My death, my decision, yeah? Yeah, well, this, this pamphlet is basically anti-assisted dying. It's safeguarding vulnerable people in the face of harm. Okay, and how do you feel about that? I think it's, uh, it's a very well put together leaflet, but it doesn't give the other side. It just gives the one, it's very anti-assisted dying. Uh, it's produced by the Manx government, the Jutes, what's it, what are they called now? Uh, but your Manx duty of care. Uh, is it, are you sure it's the government that's issued that? Yes. Mm. Yeah, you, uh, this is brought to you by Mass Duty of Care. 
which is a Okay. All right. Listen. Sorry about this, Mike. Uh, your your uh, your phone's cracking up. I don't know what it is, whether the battery's running out or what have you. But thanks for that today. We appreciate your call regarding this. Have, have you spotted it? I've not seen that particular pamphlet. I thought it was the other one you were talking about. If anybody's got a photo of it, just WhatsApp that to us on one double six one double seven by all means. But uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, certainly, that uh, group. My Death, My Decision wants consultation responses, uh, which is they're campaigning to legalize assisted dying on the Isle of Anne, and they want you to make your voice heard. Uh, David's on now. Hi, David. Hi, uh, Andy. It's Two things I want to mention is, one is to do with a shortage of fuel oil on the Isle of Man at the minute. I don't know whether anybody's realized who that has uh, oil for heating or whatever, is that you're only if you can get a slot, you're only from all the suppliers, you're only allowed they're uh, resisting it down to 300 liters. That's all you can get. And how long has this so, been going on? Well, it's been going on about two weeks now, I believe. But I've gone into a bit of background on it, and I'm just so the biggest excuse was well, it's not an excuse, is that the boat we haven't got a boat coming in with fuel oil on it. Now, one would assume the Dalaman government PLC look after its citizens. And at one time, when when I was in government, uh, and that's a little while ago now, they used to have um, uh, supplies themselves. Now, maybe that's not the case anymore when they went to gas and they went to, you know, the power station, or some of the other power stations were using heavy oil. But at the moment, there's a risk for people who may not, uh, A, be able to get their tank topped up, and it's only going to be 300. I don't know that's how long that's going to last. But the other issue is, too, the alternative is to, is to, to buy the tubs from garages. And I won't mention them around the Isle of Man, but I've looked at them. And the 20 litres is £30 a tub. So I don't want people to get conned into buy it. Well, if you've got nothing else, that's going to be the last resort, isn't it? Because that's actually whoever's uh, distributing them, they're probably making about 20 quid profit. So I'm just interested because this seems to have bubbled up then because before Christmas yeah. there was lots of oil around. Yeah, and I, and I don't know why. We were the same. We had a, a filler tank where November time because I'm always conscious of you need to have a lot because you do have the kids over, grandkids and whatever, and you want to keep the house warm because you do feel cold. But what's happened here is, and no, nobody's been on about it to say to us, we've got the comfort. And what worries me is, with the weather coming in again, and you can't guarantee it, never mind the steam packet, so the the fuel oil boat's coming in. When is it coming in? Where's it supposed to be coming in? Or is there any chance it's going to be in before February? Wow. Well, okay. Well, we'll so certainly the, keep, we'll keep our eyes on that. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention, too, which is the same sort of scenario I was to, a colleague of mine mentioned about people who are on their own and do shopping at supermarkets and can't take advantage, and I didn't realize that until you have a look at it yourself, can't take advantage of the bulk buying. So if you can only, you've got a fixed pension and you can only afford so much for this, that, and the other. So you can't afford really to get the multiple tins of um, soup at a special price. But if you buy, if you only want one, it's costing you twice as much as it is what it costs to get four. So I just wonder whether. We could come, these charities and organizations could come to a scheme where sometimes these bulk buying uh, things for soup, or all sorts of different things that are in supermarkets now, can get together or promote where these uh, supermarkets have got best deals. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The yeah. best deal for this, the best deal for that. Gotcha. Where you and, have to buy three or four for it to make sense. Yeah. And then well, there's a good shelf life on them. But at the end of the day, if you've got on a, like, um, a fixed pension and you can only afford so much and you normally only get a couple of tins of soup a week, you know, it, it starts to add up when you look at it, when you look deep down into it. And I'm just wondering whether is there anybody out there, one of the bigger charities or whatever, has ever thought of that or has got any views on it. Yeah. But our government's not saying anything to say to us what we should be doing. Okay. All right. Thanks, All right. David. Good to hear from you. Bye. Just now, 16 minutes past 12. Uh, Mark's on with us now. Hi, Mark. Hi, Andy. How you doing, fella? Good, thanks. Good. I want to play a little game with you. Can you tell me, can you name on the promenade, starting from 
where the first set of roundels is to the very end of the promenade. Can you name two big hotels? From the first roundels, the ones that were at Church Road Marina. Yeah, can you name two big hotels that start from there and go to the very end of the other side of the promenade? Uh, Sefton, Sefton Empress Palace. There you go, you've named three. Did you know that you cannot get the phone number for the Palace Group or the Sefton Group in the Manx phone book? You can't get it? No, it's not in. You go on the white pages, there's nothing. You go on the yellow pages, there's nothing. So how on earth is anybody supposed to get the phone number for either of these hotels? I wanted to book um, a Paragon restaurant, you know, with a Sunday carvery, and I spent two days ringing up because the Paragon's in the book. I spent two days phoning up. I couldn't get through to anybody, so I thought, right, well, I'll ring reception. The Palace Group is not in the phone book under yellow or white pages unless you want to ring the cinema, and the Sefton Group is not in the white pages or the yellow pages. How bizarre. Now, is that down to Manx Telecom being completely and utterly lazy, or is that down to the Sefton Group, who I believe have interests in both hotels, thinking that everybody should be booking things on smartphones and computers? Because I don't even own a mobile phone, let alone a smartphone, so how on earth could I ring up and book anything at either of these hotels? Uh, I don't know whether you, uh, you keep old um, phone books, Mark, but I've got them going back about 10 years, and, and the phone book, have you noticed, gets thinner, thinner and, and thinner, thinner and, thinner, and thinner, thinner every year, doesn't it? Andy, we, I, my, my, um, it's my wife's birthday, you see, so we wanted to book the Paragon, and she had to go back nearly 10 years because she collects phone books. Well, when I say collects, she just can't be bothered throwing them out. Um, and we had to go back 10 years to find out the number for the reception at the Hilton. I mean, what would you do if somebody phoned you up and said, Andy, I'm coming to the island, can you book me a hotel room? You'd have to go to the hotel itself. Uh, it's funny, that's the way of the world nowadays, isn't it? And I, I saw uh, somebody was talking about, and this is a big uh, debate that's going on in broadcasting at the moment in um, getting rid of um, terrestrial transmitters. It was, a, it was a TV thing, and they were wanting to get rid of terrestrial transmitters so that everything was going to come in by satellite. And which is fine until something goes wrong, until the internet goes wrong, or, you know, some Bond villain in a cave somewhere sits and presses a button and the internet goes out, um, which becomes an, a, a case of civil liberties, really, because um, if, if you can't broadcast to people, if you can't get information to people, um, you just wonder where we're going to stand in the future and whoever controls that information will be in charge of absolutely everything. Exactly. I mean, it's it's the Big Brother syndrome starting to reappear, uh, to poke its nasty little nose around the corner. But I mean, for somebody as erudite as yourself, Andy, I mean, you, you you've got away with words. I can tell just by listening to you that you enjoy talking. How how do you would you feel if all of a sudden somebody who perhaps you'd had a conversation with yesterday suddenly turned around and says, um, "Tomorrow you're going to be talking to a computer." I'm pre- I'm fairly certain I don't like it. And I'm fairly certain that it, it would, you know, it would grate on your teeth. I mean, what is going on on this island when you can't actually speak to a person? Interesting. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Mark. No problem. Fella. All right. Good, good to one. hear from you. Thanks for that. Uh, and subsequent to that, this is this is the case of terrestrial television transmitters and whether or not they should be maintained or whether or not everything should go to the satellite. It's all a question of cost. Because if you get rid of the transmitters and the mast, you get rid of the capital cost, you get rid of the rental, and you get rid of the maintenance cost. And that was one thing. But I also noticed from Apple, uh, who do lots of spoken word stuff, that they're putting together an AI uh, kind of software package whereby uh, and they can scan a book and an AI uh, artificial intelligence voice will read the book, thus cutting out the need for actors to be paid to read books. If you, if you have like, spoken word, it would be nice to hear your opinion on this, um, but uh, it gets rid of, and this is Apple will come and get with it, and they say that AI is going to be the future. So I just wonder what you think about that. Interesting point of view, and we all started that with, uh, the, with the, the Paragon uh, uh, restaurant number. Oh, I think we found Mike again. Hi, Mike. Hi, Andy. Sorry, you were coming and going then. Right, can you hear me okay now? Clear as a bell. 
Okay, yeah, the assisted dying, this pamphlet. I think you say you haven't read it yet. No, I haven't. I thought it was the other one you were talking about. When, Whereabouts are you? Did it come through the post? Came through the post. Yeah, I, I, I filled in the uh, online about, uh, you know, Dr. Allison, isn't it, that's being this It forward. is, yes, yeah. Well, this pamphlet's come through. It's a very well-put-through pamphlet. It's uh, well-produced. And I say it's produced by Manx Duty of Care, which, as I understand, is the, the a government... Uh, the, the encompassing thing from the health. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, it's... Goes, it's, it's uh, there is no... Are they, uh, are they going to produce a counter leaflet uh, for reasons for assisted dying? I mean, I'm a great believer in it. When I've had enough, I, I don't want to be going into care where they start feeding me and, and wiping my backside, and uh, that's not for me. When did you and come I, to that con- uh, conclusion, Mike? Not a long time ago. I mean, I've, I've worked in the healthcare system. I've, I've been there. I've seen... I'm 77 now, and I've seen lots of in my life, things of uh, I'm, 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 I don't believe in the hereafter. I'm not afraid of dying when it's time for me to go, and I think I should have my choice. But I would like to do it in. Uh, I don't want to botch it. Uh, I'd like to arrange it all, uh, make my arrange with my family, friends, and uh, and then I'd like to go peacefully in my sleep. That is what I would like. Whether it happens or not is another thing. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, I don't know. It's you, uh, you. I think you need to get a hold of a copy and read it and make up your mind what you think about okay, it. Okay, yeah. But a little bit is it. Assisted dying advocates often tell stories of articulate people who want to make what seems like a reasonable choice. However, society and their laws have always resisted assisted suicide because of the dangers to vulnerable people. Right. Well, I don't. Cons- am I a, a vulnerable person because I want to end my life? I don't know. It's uh, it's quite interesting reading this. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And and the fact that you came to that conclusion um, a while ago, and that you you know, obviously, is based on your own experience. Um, do you think there's any question of legalized assisted dying opening any sort of floodgate, Mike? No, no, I, I don't think, uh, I think, because uh, people have not been given the chance before. I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's full of interesting facts. Uh, in the Netherlands, one in 23 deaths are now by either euthanasia or assisted suicide. In Oregon, the number of people dying by assisted suicide has grown each year since 1999. Canada, and it goes on to give uh, things, you know. Uh, doctor, uh, anecdotally, doctors have always eased out. Uh, a lot of doctors have eased people out of their pain. They just give them an overdose of something, yeah. and uh, you know, and off we pop. But I, I think it's got to the stage now that we need uh, we need to pass legislation. Okay. And uh, I mean, it's uh, as it stands now, you have to be a six months rule. Uh, Dr. Attribute, you have only six months to live, which is very hard to prove, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. but when I see these poor people trapped with motor neurons disease, and uh, you see, uh, you see, uh, I was watching this Rob Burrows, uh, lucky man because he's got so much support. But I think of all the people that don't have support, and it's a living hell, it's a living hell for them, it's a living hell for their relatives. And I, I wouldn't want to impose it on my loved ones. Okay. You know, I've had a, I've had a, I've had my ups and downs, I've had in my life, but I've had a good life, and uh, I've nothing to fear of death. Because once you're gone, you're gone. There's none of this uh, mumbo jumbo stuff, and uh, yeah, let's get on with it. Okay, all right. Well, Mike, I appreciate your uh, your candor and your honesty. Thanks for calling us today. So, can I suggest that you uh, try and get uh, a hold of a copy of this? And Somebody's just sent me one. I'm just about to uh, take a look at it, Mike. Right. Okay. Okay. Andy, Thanks thank for calling you. today. We appreciate that. Um, that's, again, we've talked about this many times on Man in Line. It is a very big subject. Uh, from, you're running from everything from palliative sedation 
um, physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, termination of a patient's life. Well, this is a very big story. But the one thing is, and, and we talked about Dignitas before, this, this company that does assisted dying in Basel in Switzerland. Every eight days, every eight days, somebody from the British Isles travels to Dignitas for help to die. The absence of assisted dying law forces dying people to take drastic measures to control their death. Nearly 350 British people have ended their lives at Dignitas in Switzerland. Cuts culture everything, doesn't it? Uh, at the moment, there's that law is uh, Dr. Allenson is promoting that law through Keys and into Timwald. I just wonder what you think will happen if that becomes um, effective. Steve's on now. Hi, Steve. Hi. I found the numbers for the, the palace and the septum. Oh, right. What are they? Uh, palace is double six two double six two. Yep. And the septum is six four five five hundred. Six. Six four five five hundred. Six four five five double oh. Brilliant, Steve. Thanks for that. Okay. All right. Good to. Hear. Okay. Thank you for that. Look at that time. Twenty-eight minutes past twelve on Manx Radio. Thanks for everybody sending. Now sending me the leaflet. I'll take a look at that. Uh, right. Uh, uh, what another thing I want to tell. Lots of people passing comment on uh, motorsport merchandise not going for the TT merchandise contract. So. Um, uh, we'll see exactly where the... I just wonder what you think that... And again, do you remember the amount of stalls that motorsport merchandise used to rent at the back of the grandstand? I wonder, whoever, whoever gets the merchandise contract, what's going to happen? Bearing in mind, it is four months to TT. Right. Let's see. I think, uh, I think Julian's going to be with us fairly shortly. Let's see if we can find Julian. Uh, we'll find Julian, and uh, now we'll find Julian. No, well, no, no, I don't think we will, or maybe we will now. Uh, the Gremlins are there today. Hi, Julian. Hi, can you hear me all right? Loud and clear, thank you. <clears throat> ah, right. Uh, yeah, the um, assisted dying. Um, one of the things that occurs to me also is with this, is that events in the world are causing an adverse feeling in, you know, the societal mood. Yes. You know, you've got the heating or eating choice. You've got services getting reduced all the time. And you've also got to think about the age demographic on the island. I've seen there. that. There's a name for this. I was reading something the other day. It's called civilized, civilizational ennui. Yeah. Basically, now, everybody's brassed off. Yes. And it's, you know, you could you could argue that the same government that's offering perhaps assisted dying are also that they're operating the volume control on, on how things are going as well. You know, I've said many times, you know, our gas comes straight from Norway. The petrol we get is processed in the Netherlands and comes via Norway. You know, why are the prices up? Why, why are these pressures on us when actually the whole thing is about Germany deciding to get all their yeah. energies from Russia some time ago? And it was pointed out to them, and they laughed at it with the suggestion that it was a, a bad move. And now, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost, you might say. Um, but I'm not saying that there aren't cases for assisted dying. But if you're going to argue that, you have to argue that there are certainly people that deserve the death penalty. But we don't do that. So you've got the, there's this line. And the reason that we don't do the death penalty anymore was because of all the abuses in the system. Yeah. And some of the new legislation that's coming out, say, in that's being suggested in Holland and Belgium, which is not very far away from us, and you've got Canada, um, and Oregon has had many problems with this as well, where a lot of people are actually having second thoughts about this. Um, they're including people with disabilities, and they're just being basically able to self-certify. Now, you, you, you mentioned this before. When you say people with disabilities, can you elaborate on that a bit? Um, for example, there's been a case or two. Um, there was the lady who's a Paralympian, and she wanted a stairlift putting in, and they offered her assisted dying because they didn't. They said that the government didn't have the financial facilities to help her with it. And where was so that? They offered her assisted dying instead. Um, you had another woman who had um, adverse um, reactions to chemicals 
so she couldn't handle laundry and everything. And she signed up to the first part of assisted dying in Canada, which then you have a 90-day sort of cooling-off period where you think about it before you get a second signature. And somebody crowdfunded to help her, got her into a facility where everything was, you know, um, the air was purified, et cetera, et cetera. She got much better very quickly and realized that there was an alternative to it. However, if that crowdfunding hadn't happened, who knows what she might have done. So... Where do you think? Uh, where do you think this is, this is leading as the legalization of assisted dying, Julian? Your problem is the future. Um, the, the, the people that envisaged the MAID system in Canada, um, a guy called Gand, Sonu Gand, he is now distancing himself and has actually got out of it because he's seeing that this is going on a trajectory that he never first envisaged, even though he was in on it at the start. I mean, I, I can, there's a quote, isn't there? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, you know, you've got to, this is literally opening Pandora's box if you do this. And I totally get that people say, you know, they want the dignity, you know, dignity and dying is what they call it in Oregon. However, it's not without its problems in terms of abuse. You know, somebody's got power of attorney over somebody that's lost the ability to express a wish that they don't want to go through with this anymore. Or, you know, worse, you know, um, people coercing family members. And, of course, you've got the other side of it as well. When somebody goes through with this, there are many cases in all these jurisdictions, about 20 of them around the world, which is a tiny minority of the number of jurisdictions in the world. But it leaves the families broken as well, because some family members don't agree with it, some will. Mm. So it's divisive in that way. And you, in the end, they go... It might just be because they're at a very low point in their life and they haven't had the necessary help. I mean, England's one of the few places now that is still spending quite a high percentage on palliative care. You find in Oregon and Canada, it's all diminished down now because they're finding that it's fiscally um, cheaper to sort of, you know, say, like, we can go this way rather than trying to do palliative care. So there's a sign Mm. that something's not right when palliative care... um, funding has reduced in the countries that have gone the furthest with this okay all right thanks for that julian we appreciate your call thanks Andy. all right 26 minutes before one on manx radio you've got uh, anything you'd like to add uh this assisted dying leaflet the pamphlet safeguarding vulnerable people in the face of harm it's called uh full color pamphlet as well the increasing danger of abuse uh, increased suicide risk due to depression. Um, what is assisted dying? And it's uh, this isn't a government um, isn't a government leaflet at all. It's a leaflet brought to you by the Manx Duty of Care. Uh, Enquiries at manx dot dot com is the email address. Um, so it's a it's a full color pamphlet. If you've had one, then uh, I'd like to know your opinion of it. What you think about it? Um, a message in from Timmy who said, we're not talking about Logan's Run, if you've seen the 1970s American sci-fi film, which was about um, basically the restricted lifespan mechanisms, um, restricting lifespan for a good life for a limited time, that was it. We're not talking Logan's Run, says Timmy, but really, is this the thin end of the wedge? Uh, Chris is with us now. Hi, Chris. Hi, Andy. Um David wants to get his facts right about this oil thing. Why, what's happening? Well, I'm a customer of Manx Petroleum. Right. And I think what they've done, in all fairness, is very fair. The shortage of the oil is not on this side, it's on the other side, and they're waiting for whoever they get their oil from um, to send the balance of their order that they need but in all fairness, I rang up a um, fortnight ago for oil uh, to have my uh, tank filled up. They came out and they filled my tank up and said that I would get the balance. The balance would come to follow. But in the meantime, they put 300 in, which was fine. But they are going to charge me at the rate of as if I'd had. 800 litres in, which is cheaper than it would cost you normally, um, and 
you pay what I've just had the bill. It was two hundred and eighty odd pounds. Um, but I will get the balance of my order as soon as they get the delivery here on the island. Right. They don't. They don't have to give it you at the eight hundred rate. They're being very fair by giving each customer three hundred liters, and they'll do that until they get the new stock. I've been a customer of Manx Petroleum for over twenty-five years. Did Never they? Did they say why them. there was a shortage? The shortage is across with their supplier. Oh, I see. And getting it over, it's not. It's not their fault that they're short of the oil. But in all fairness, they are being very fair to every customer. Okay. All right, Chris. Instead, thank- instead of giving somebody a thousand liters and leaving the next person with none. They're doing it along all their customers, and I think it's very fair, and I think they deserve the praise for that. I appreciate that, Chris. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, but David is just scaremongering, saying we've got no oil on the island. Well, you've poured oil on troubled waters, Chris. Thanks for that. All right, then. All right, 22 minutes before one. Uh, a message in from... Charlie, just saying, what's happening when the new boat arrives, This new, the new Manxman arrives, what's happening to the Ben McCree? Is she being sold? No, she's going to, staying on the fleet, she will replace the Arrow, although I think the Arrow is staying on the fleet as well, but the Ben McCree will be around still as uh, a backup. So uh, still there, still around. <laughs> and also, Charlie said, does anybody know where the Lady of Man is? It's time to prepare for winter at Pasco's of Tremode, where you'll find a toasty range of winter electricals, including tumble dryers, heaters and electric blankets. Pasco's of Tremode is open Monday to Friday and all day on Saturday. And for helpful, friendly advice and superb customer service, call 676066. Stay cool, keep warm, with great deals on winter electricals at Pasco's of Tremode, the island's premier electrical appliance retailer. You may have already heard about the new energy efficiency scheme, but you may not know just how easy it is to access the support and that more of you can apply for it. You could be eligible for £750 worth of free energy efficiency materials to make your home more energy efficient, reduce your energy consumption and to help lower bills. Check out our website today and find out if your household is eligible. Go online to costoflivingsupport.gov.im or call 686-262. Love the style? Love the savings at Paradise and Gal. The winter sale is on now with new ideas, new looks and incredible reductions of up to 30% on the latest collections and our best sellers. Sofas, dining ranges, bedroom and much more. Come and find the new year, new look you'll love. In the Paradise and Gale Winter Sale, on now at Michael Street Peel. This Monday is Brew Monday. A chance to break from the blue and chat over a brew. And here at Manx Radio, we want to help. We've got boxes of Manx Radio mugs and we want to give them to you. So if your workplace is supporting Brew Monday, or maybe you're hosting an event to help get people chatting... Come and get a cuppa, or two, or ten, on us. Drop us an email, reception at manxradio.com, and we'll supply the cups for your tea and coffee. Your nation station, supporting the Samaritans Brew Monday. The Man in Line, brought to you by netzeromatrix.com, your one-stop shop for advice on renewable energy solutions and other green initiatives. And thank you to the Wagyu just said, get a free mug from Manx Radio. They've got plenty of them. Oh, thank you for that. A message in from a concerned Ramsey resident just said, what's going on in Ramsey? There are empty derelict properties, and only this week we hear that Conrod's is closing. Dreadful news, isn't it? Conrod's. It's a great place, Conrod's on Parliament Street. Well, it's closing. Uh, Yet Ramsey commissioners appear to have no plan to arrest the dereliction, and we hear this week their grand plan is for Ramsey to become a UNESCO biosphere member so come on ramsey commissioners and also the ramsey mhks dr allenson mr hooper um just what is the plan to arrest the situation and build ramsey up does anybody have a plan if so could they let the ramsey residents know what it is thanks for that and also i want to say thank you to uh, the person who sent the it was uh text 152 who sent in the uh, photos of this um um, this uh, duty of care leaflet about assisted dying. Howard's with us now. Hi, Howard. Hi, Andy. 
Now, just to that lady uh, about the oil, she's quite right what you're saying there. <clears throat> we all know about the panic buying for the pasta and toilet rolls and everything uh, when the COVID broke. And Manx Petroleums, and I believe EVF um, in Peel, are doing a similar situation where they're preventing the panic buying and having a controlled outlet. Uh, and it is only temporary, according to the reports, until the end of this month. Well, we're already halfway through the month. Um, as you know, I worked for Manx Petroleum for many, many years, uh, although I was at the airport for a long time. And we had a similar problem in the 1970s where I can't remember exactly what it was, but there came a shortage of oil and they put a, more or less the same situation. They put a limit on the amount that people could put into it and they'd done the same thing with the price. They leveled the price at what would be the 900 litre or 450 litre rate, uh, but it ensured that you did have oil in your tank. And then they didn't have the computers like they got today where they could catch up on it and top up and uh, give you the final bill. Uh, so it is a very fair structure on both companies because it is a, a fixed item when you've got it in the tank, whereas gas will come down the pipeline. And they have been known to reduce the pressure slightly too. Um, uh, so that was when it was um, Manx Gas. But... Uh, it seems to be a very fair way of doing things <clears throat> because the, the when Shell, Esso, BP had all their own ships, they gradually got rid of them and now they're on the contractors and you see the boats coming in, they're red. I can't remember what the name of them is now, but they bring in on a contract basis the fuel oils for um, distribution around the island. But that's not what I was thinking. When you talk before about this assisted dying, yeah. and across my mind, there's a lot of adverts on the television, etc., for uh, funeral expenses and lifetime insurance. But one of the caveats on there is if you stop paying before um, you pass away, then you lose everything that you've paid in. Yeah. And if... Um, in assisted dying, if it's not what you would term as a natural death, yeah. what is the situation with life insurance? How interesting, because obviously insurance companies don't pay out on a suicide, do they? Nope. Not that I'm aware of. So it's something we're all talking about, um, the objectionable side of it, but you've got to look at the, the benefit side of it, what they've been paying in maybe for 20 years, and then suddenly they get um, a disease where they say, I'm sorry, but I can't stand this any longer. And they'll stop paying that, and then they'll go to assisted dying. And the insurance companies will be about four miles down the road refusing any payment, which will leave the family that you're leaving behind mm -hmm. um, in a peculiar situation. How do we pay for things? Well, And there's also that saying, dead men, dead women don't sue either, do they? Nope, no, exactly. So it's one of the things I've not heard raised, and it just crossed my mind when you were talking to that chap. And he was very sensible what he said. It's, it's a very sticky subject. Um, and what he said was he did not want to go down the road of um, being in, in care. And a lot of people are off the same train of thought, but mm. it is a, it's a very, very subjective well, it, it's entirely personal, Howard, isn't it? It is, exactly. But this, as I, as I say, it may, be, it may be in preparation within these insurance companies, but they look at every possible way of not paying. And uh, this may be one of the ways of backing out of it. An assisted suicide might well be one of those means. Okay, all right. Thanks, Howard. Okay, take care. All right, Bye. good to hear from you. I think Mike's back as well. Hi, Mike. Hi, yeah, getting back to the, uh, uh, Manx, right, who owns Manx, we're about Manx Care, right, I read from the Manx Care, yeah, because uh, on that leaflet it says Manx Duty of Care, that's not a government body, uh, Manx Care, right, Manx Care established by the government of the Isle of Man, 
an arm's length government organization established to focus the delivery of health and social care. Yeah, yeah. but the the, uh, the leaflet that's been sent through, this is the, the leaflet that you got, the one that says, um, uh, it's this multicolored leaflet that says, assisted dying, safeguarding vulnerable people on the face of harm. Is that the one you're talking about? It is. Yeah, that's not a government leaflet. That's been that's a private leaflet put out by somebody calling themselves Manx Duty of Care. It's not the government. Hmm... Because they yeah, are the, yeah. at the bottom, the email, the email address is inquiries at manxdoc.com, and anything from government will have a gov.im email address. So that's not an official leaflet, Mike. All right. I don't know. I'll have to look. I, I certainly, I mean, I, I fired off some email to them, and I, I might... I did get one reply, and when I I sent back the email to them, who actually paid for this leaflet? I've had, they've not replied to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting. Okay, all right. Thanks, Mike. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it was it certainly uh, needs a lot of debate. Well, it, and it will certainly go on and on. Um, and thanks for that. We'll let you know exactly what happens when uh, Dr. Allenson's bill gets further and further. Thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you. 12 minutes before one on Manx Radio. Uh, just a quick word, and it was a message in from Simon, who said, Andy, can you tell me what's happening to the government's uh, independent review into the uh, the government's handling of the COVID pandemic? Uh, well, it's on. Uh, there is a chair, uh, Kate Brunner, KC, uh, has got uh, a small team, Alex West, who's a barrister, and the director of operations is Paul Fletcher. The initial review started November of last year. It will be completed, and uh, will uh, the recommendations will be there by December this year. Whether or not you and I will see it, or when we'll see it, we don't know. And a message in from Will. By the way, it's not a brew, it's an infusion. Tea is an infusion, it is not a brew. The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. And lots of messages in regarding motorsport merchandise and what's going to be happening with TT merchandise this year. Motorsport merchandise have not applied for the contract. They are not applying for the merchandise contract. And you may notice that their shop on Duke Street is being emptied at the moment. What will happen in the future? Well, the announcement is in the next few days. Again. Having trouble with hot water and heating? Energy prices are rocketing, and there's never been a more important time to make sure your heating system is in tip-top condition. Home Warm by Energy Management Systems is the simple way to spread the cost for essential maintenance, starting from just $7.99 per month. For peace of mind and money-saving advice, call EMS on 613210 or find us on Facebook. Home Warm by EMS. Become our priority. Tired of the same old job? Then perhaps this year really is the time to find a fantastic new career with Orchard Recruitment. If your resolution is to find a better, more fulfilling job this year, then orchardrecruitment.com is the place to start. Our fully responsive website allows you to quickly apply for jobs, upload and store your CV, manage job alerts and chat live with our expert recruiters. Get off to a flying start with a great career move. Orchard Recruitment, a refreshing change. Housing, benefits or employment issues. Faulty goods, bad workmanship, financial problems and relationship breakdowns. We all run into difficulties in life and it can feel like there's no one who can help you sort them out. But at Manx Citizens Advice Service, we can help. As an independent charity, we offer free, confidential support covering all sorts of areas. You don't need an appointment. Just call in at Promenade Church, Lock Promenade Douglas, or call 366-338. Open Tuesdays from 12.30 till 3 and Fridays 10 till 12.30. Manx Citizens Advice Service. Your advice service. Caroline North is back for 2023 and we have a brand new show from 60s Caroline legend Roscoe. As usual, we have some great music from the 60s, 70s, 80s and into the 90s and some money to give away in our competition and a signed copy of the paperback book The Last Day of June by its author and sponsor of this month's competition, Ted Bunn. 
The entire weekend is sponsored by Feature Story News and you can join us live from the Ross Revenge this weekend. Online 648 and 1368. It's Radio Caroline North, live from the Ross Revenge. The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com. Helping Isle of Man companies and citizens to understand net zero targets and a green future. A faster mic, good afternoon, nine minutes before one. Um, Manx Radio is 58 years old this year. We're already planning for a big bash in 2024 for our 60th anniversary. And there have been hundreds, probably thousands of people who have gone through the doors at Manx Radio. Um, administration staff, sales staff, engineers. Uh, and also uh, people who've broadcast on the air. And I've got some bad news if you've been a long-time listener of Max Radio. We lost uh, one of the family of Max Radio. Sadly, Bill Crisp has passed away. Bill Crisp, who was a broadcaster on Max Radio for many, many years. And uh, funnily enough, we were talking about the Palace Cinema earlier on. Well, of course, Bill ran the Palace Cinema for years. A very big uh, movie buff, a cinema enthusiast. Had a home theatre uh, in his house. And uh, sadly, we've lost Bill Crisp, one of the voices of Manx Radio in years gone by. So RIP, our friend Bill Crisp. And a note in from Alan said, talking about the boats, well, if you've got so many, if we're retaining the Ben McCree, how come you can't go on an Easter weekend break to Ireland? Even if you use a mix of Belfast and Dublin port, you've either got to come back in the early hours of Easter Sunday morning, or stay a week. The times and dates are useless, and then the steam packet come up with the excuse that people aren't using the service. There used to be regular stuff, didn't there, years ago? Lots of uh, uh, boats, the fast craft years and years ago, and the, the catamarans used to go to and from Dublin all the time. We'll see. Uh, and a note in from... Um, Yesterday, says Texter 212, said, Yesterday you said, uh, what's gone wrong? Where's the money gone? <laughs> well, it's just a civilizational ennui, this is, isn't it? With respect to the roads once being like billiard tables, the Isle of Man used to benefit from the VAT agreement with the UK to the order of tens of millions of pounds per year. That's where the money's gone, says Scott. Regarding the uh, TT shop, uh, governments increased the fee to use the TT trademark massively and made it... Uh, unobtainably expensive as a manufacturer, says Scott. Well, we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. I think Department for Enterprise will be announcing what's happening with the tender process for, bearing in mind, four months to go. If you're sourcing stuff from China, it could get bunged up in the Suez Canal any time. Well, maybe they know best. The main argument against a sister dying, says Sue, seems to be exploitation of the vulnerable. I find the insinuation that this will be rife insulting. Most families want to hang on to their loved ones, and even if there's one charlatan in a thousand, then why should the other 999 people be deprived of choice? Uh, the system will be designed to prevent corruption unless the doctors and counsellors go rogue. Also, many older people, including myself, says Sue, don't want to be an empty shell kept alive in a nursing home at £1,000 or more than £1,000 a week, which could strip us and families of a lifetime's asset. What your thoughts are on assisted dying? Uh, just a note to confirm, uh, the leaflet isn't produced by the government. It was a group of people who don't agree with assisted dying. They clubbed together and hired the post office to deliver with the normal post, which is disgraceful, I think, says this correspondent, 901. They're not clear who it's from. I looked at the leaflet from what I could see in the photo I've been sent. There isn't really an address on there. There is an email, and normally you have to put who's, who it's published by. So that's 901, but it certainly isn't a government leaflet. Uh, another very lucrative part of TT income heading off the Isle of Man, no doubt. So we wonder who's going to take advantage of uh, uh, who's going to be retailing TT merchandise and where they're going to be selling it from. So thank you, Neil, for that. We'll find out more in the days to come. Uh, does anyone, this is Graham who said, Andy, does anybody know what's happening at Ramsey Group practice? Not only do you have to book yourself in when you get there, but trying to get an appointment is a joke. 
I spent all day yesterday and all this morning phoning for an appointment. It rings, you get a choice of which button to press, goes to music, and then you're cut off. When you go in, the staff are hiding behind screens. I think it's really going downhill at Ramsey Group practice. Well, that's one person's opinion. What is yours if you use it? It's only January and we're already talking about the TT. Give it a rest. TT isn't the most important thing to worry about on the Isle of Man, says Texter 068. A lot of us hate TT. Well, thank you uh, for that message. 068, <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. Cheerful. But the point is, there was a Manx company, motorsport merchandise on the Isle of Man with a Manx presence, and who's going to go for it now? It also points to the fact that if this process is only happening now, in the middle of January, and TT starts at the end of May, how's anybody got a hope in hell of getting it together. Well, we'll find out more. The anti-assisted dying pamphlet isn't the government's. It's a group of healthcare professionals with religious connections, says Sue. Uh, the Manx government's giving financial help to those on gas and electric heating, but no help to those on oil heating. In the UK, Parliament there is giving a payment of £200 to everyone on oil heating, but not here, says Pat. It is unfair. The oil reduction is due to the 70% reduction in supply to Europe from Russia, resulting in supply and demand knock-on effect. It's Mr. Putin's fault, says Rick. Thanks for that. Um, I found the number from the palace on the internet, rang them on the day before, uh, so it's not really a problem, says Big. Yeah, well, have you looked at the uh, phone book recently? Okay. Not much happening, is there? Smaller and smaller. That's it for Man in Line today. Some people have to be drag kicking and screaming and shouting into the future. With AI, at least we could have an intelligent conversation, says Des. It would be one way, Des, wouldn't it? AI is on the way, apparently. This assisted bill, a dying bill, is a worry. How can people trust the government to prepare and mandate a law of such magnitude? The mind boggles. Uh, we haven't, e haven't even a government solar panel shop since they got all the green money. So what's happening? Thanks to Chris Clerk on the phones today. That's it from Andy. Uh, Beth's going to be here for a couple of weeks. I'll see you after. W-I-N-T